Okay, hi. Here we are. Here we are again. Here we are with that. I have to make sure I get in mom proof. The art of being comfortable with the uncomfortable. That is why we started. That's yes. why we're here because we wanted to talk about teens and how we have to be uncomfortable sometimes, but you have to be okay with it. So mm-hmm. welcome back, Ash. Thank I know you. we were just chatting a few minutes ago, taking a quick break. It's so cool to have you on here. We're back in the cool thing. I oh, hope that should yes. be a bing, bing. Yeah, cool. Um, what are your kids' names? We. Oh, I thought you said, what do they call me? I was no. like, weird. <laughs> we're weird. We call her cool. Emma and Henry. Okay. See, Emma and Henry, your mom's so cool. Yes. <laughs> you know, I say that because there's such a good vibe and mm. energy. And with some people that you're around, there's, yeah. there's different feelings. And I think... When we're all together and we've just become better friends as mm-hmm. time has gone on, uh, we learn more about each other. And there's that sense of it's it's a good energy and vibe, which I would classify as cool. And that's you too. <laughs> Especially Amen. when we well, I came in today to do, start the podcast. We were running a little bit late. And Sandra's sitting over there in the middle like this, <laughs> completely quiet. I said, are you okay? <laughs> just being quiet. And uh, you had just mentioned about you're going to save save your things. Like mm-hmm. that's your next, not your next painting. I asked what you would name, call a painting yeah. right now. And you said, savor, just mm. savor the moment. Yeah. Savor the time we have together. I love kind of leading off with that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. getting here, traffic was crazy. Life is crazy. If we just take that moment and really slow down sometimes and reflect. Mm-hmm. And think about the yeah. good that's going on. If we could get our kids to do that in the midst of their craziness, right? Just slow it down. It's yeah. hard to do sometimes. It is hard mm-hmm. to do. But you know, when I walked in, I was just sitting there and I was thinking we were going to see Ash, and I was really excited Aww. because I don't, I haven't known you very long at all. Yeah. But every time I talk to you, I just leave so excited because of your too. energy. And then, like when we get together, mm-hmm. there's like so much energy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, those in a, nights. In a positive way, not mm-hmm, yeah. in a, you know, I come out feeling so good. Mm. You know, like I could just, I tingle. I think when you're around positive people, yeah. people that want to do good in the world and have like minds, that your life gets better. And no. I think what you do with Hopefully So is mm. incredibly special. And the world wouldn't be the way it is without folks like you doing that. So for you to be helping teenagers, which, by the way, I don't want to forget. Make sure listeners, friends, parents, and anyone that's watching, go look for you. Go look for Hopefully So. We'll put a website link in yes. the so you can so people can support your wonderful work. Mm, well, but you're you. dealing with teens that are really they don't have what our kids have, mm-hmm. and the ages are normally from what to what. And if there was one thing that you could help them out with and make sure every teen in foster care had, what would that? one thing be? Because I know for Cambodia, I mean, I would say I want to make sure every single kid in our schools has the love from a teacher that they deserve to know that they are important and competent, Mm. like that kind of. So So we, the teams that we serve are 13 to 18. And if I, I wish I could give every single one of them a loving family. I mean, that would be the hope. I always say the hope is that hopefully so and other organizations are out of business. That would be the hope, right? right. Um, that that we were no longer needed. Um, but that's what I would wish is, is that all of them could um, be in a loving family, for sure. That would be so awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Every time I say I'm not going to adopt. But thank you. I do have to say thank you to both you ladies because you're you're talking about my energy, but you both have welcomed me just with open arms and invited me places and done things and all of that. And I'm just reflecting what you're putting out. So don't, I mean, I just, I just got to tell you both. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for the places you've invited me and just being so open, like, it's it's really awesome. It, it really helps build community and connection and we energy. Did, yeah, and the other day when we were talking, because how we got together here, right, uh-huh. is like we were just, Jamie always hosts uh, what, Women Wine Wednesdays. Yes. I, I don't know why we come up with all these words. <laughs> yeah. just, it's hard for me to say it anyway, but let's just push it. Let's just do some tongue twisters. <laughs> right, Triple right. W. But so we were just... chatting you know just having normal conversation and you started talking about your what you do and you know what how you help out the community and I mean my passion is young adults as well and Jamie you know with her her stuff that you she does with the CFC and stuff Mm -hmm. and staying bothered and in my mind I just kept thinking wow what a beautiful conversation to be having right before Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. about being uh grateful and the things that we do take for granted and even um well I can say myself as a parent like I take for granted my situation with my children and that they're safe and that they're loved and that they have people around them in our community that love them so much, you know? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. you're right when you say if you could give a child something, I mean, I think that's that's just the most important thing you can give them is support and love. Mm -hmm, And -hmm. for them to have someone in their lives that are um, wanting to work with them the way that you've worked with them and the way these foundations are working with them, that's beautiful because maybe that 10, 30 minutes during the day, of the days that you work with them is maybe the most that they're getting, but it could be something that they reflect back and think about that and helps them push forward to be successful. Yeah. I mean, that's the hope. I mean, hopefully so the hope it is, you know, we do, we do meet, try to meet practical needs and we do do the art and we do um, do the driver's license and try to aspire. But in that short time, at the end of the day, the hope is, I hope you know that you're amazing and you matter and you're loved and you're, you know, all these things. Um, but, you know, it's tricky. So we just try to get creative and hopefully provide safe spaces for creativity and to feel accepted and loved and um, just for a short little time in their life, you know? Yeah. Now, in in, in your work, have you, I'm sure you've heard do you get um, insights? Because I know a lot of that stuff is very private as to what happens to the kids once they age out and whatnot. But have you come across, besides the young lady that you talked about that worked at the at the um, at the hospital, but have you come across other stories or other things that you've heard where kids have become, you know, gone past everything they've gone through as young? teenagers and then despite that gone off to college you know and I'm asking because right yeah. now we're in a in a in a time where all of our teens or teens in our community are really stressed about college and what mm-hmm. colleges to apply for and get in and we take for granted that some kids don't even have that opportunity they don't get to do that and there's no yeah. one telling yeah. them hey you're going to college hey you're going to be successful yeah well uh, two things one, yes, I can think of a, uh, quite a few kids who've gone off and done well and who've created their own loving families, which is like the ultimate mm. thing. 
to say, you know, I didn't have this or I wasn't taught this, but to know that they they created that. They created a loving family for their own children and, you know, started their new life, I feel like is is huge, huge. So that, and then of course, I know quite a few who've held down really good jobs, but it's funny that you talk on the college thing. Um, well, in the one, the ultimate success, Stacy Johnson, who she is founder of Central Table of Grace, she aged out of care and was emancipated, and she runs that entire oh, um, wow. shelter. Fantastic. Way to go, Stacy! Yeah, so she's, she's a force in nature. <laughs> yes. If you ever want to connect with her, um, I'll be happy to connect you. So, um, but she, of course, we 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 didn't serve her. We're like you know, but I'm just saying she's gone on to do amazing things. But it's funny that you talk about uh, college because it's been so heavy on my heart. There's a huge problem with aged out youth in care right now. There's a big, big um, issue when kids are aging out or there's not enough facilities set up to handle aged out youth. Um, So, for example, whenever, you know, kids in a family go to college and say they mess up and they need to come home for a minute, they do. But when a child has aged out of care and they mess up and they need to come home for a minute, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Where do they go? Where do they go? And they're still learning to get on their feet, and they need that space that that a lot of kids have from 18 to 21 to mess up. Mm-hmm. You got to mess They mess up, yeah. and they go, oh, crap, I messed yeah. up. Yeah, And I have something to fall back on. And so it really is, um, I won't go on and on about it, but if you have time and you're interested, definitely research aging out. Uh, it is, there's a big need. A lot of people are stepping up to the plate here in Austin to do something, but it is definitely an, an issue. And if you are a college kiddo and you have a landing spot, thank God and in, no in your kidding. family, because it's amazing to have that, to, to have that space to mess up and have somewhere to go and all I those things. I don't know. I haven't had, well, that's not true. Cherry did. No, that's not. I haven't had one <laughs> kid that did. Sorry, Cherry. I love you. But, um, I mean, you didn't mess up, but none of my kids graduated in the four years. Everybody had issues. I can't imagine having a young adult not knowing that they have a safe place to to go back to. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, in today's day and age, I guess there's so many resources out there, th- the safe place and different organizations. It seems like there would be something there. I mean, I certainly... There is stuff there, but <clears throat> there's limited beds. Yeah. So the problem is bigger than than what sure. what we have. And so um, Stacy at Table of Grace is working really hard to build a whole program just for these youth and provide them a safe environment because there are like homeless resources and things like that around Austin. Um, but with younger, young adults, they're still trying to figure everything out, you know? Oh, um, gosh, yes. And they're, they can be a very vulnerable um it, they're very vulnerable and and it's just uh kind of messy and so she's working really hard to try to bring more beds and and more areas out in Round Rock um for aged out youth that find themselves in these situations because she's finding it as well like they've been in her shelter when they were 15 16 years old they go on and then they're come calling her back you know they're over in Houston Texas or they're out in Dallas wow. and mm-hmm. they need somewhere to go and oh she's wow like I'm limited, you know. So it is it is a it is an issue, but it just while we're talking about being grateful, just um 
just, you know, those of us that have those landing spots to just be very grateful. And is there like for anybody who's out there listening, though, but is there um, because I know there's a lot of scholarships and a lot of grants that go un on um unused mm-hmm. and i know like, like in, we're in a couple of weeks we're gonna have a um a guest who just started did did a startup and that's what he's doing is is or he's launched an app and you actually go in put your details in and you can research um scholarships and stuff like that have that have not that don't get used right and the money's just sitting there but is there like a, a place that these kids go to and look for help to kind of because it's a hard to navigate even as us as parents it's hard to navigate the system and see what money's out there and what not but to mm-hmm. help them out is there a place that they get to go to is there like a counseling place that helps them out to kind of do the research or do they just have to do it on their own research for places to live or no or like for, go to, for college, college like if they yeah decided if they're to still on. in care they should have they'll have like a case manager or a pals worker or something like that so yeah they definitely get supported especially if they're in any of these programs like they call them transitional living programs mm-hmm. so if they're at you know the settlement home or they're at safe place or they're at central table of grace they have a really a wonderful support network there um for sure so they'll they'll help them. They're all amazing organizations, and they're doing great things for these kids. What would we do without all these people that do that? I think it's so fantastic. They're amazing. We just keep on. So how do your kids like you working like this? What do they think about it? They think you're weird. <laughs> they think we think so she's cool. Weird. Um, do you mean in the foster care realm, or do you mean just like in art, or uh, maybe a combination? I mean, you do it's something unique. You're not. Yeah, you're not the, what we call typical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're so sweet. I I just I feel like they don't really know any different, but it it's multiple things. For my kids, um they know they know quite a few of the kiddos that I've worked with in foster care because they know them as just our friends mm-hmm. and they're they they're they have some good relationships with some really good kids, teenagers, you know, and so they don't know they're a little bit aware, but not so much. But I do incorporate them on the back end. So and around the holidays, we pack stockings. So we pack 100 stockings for teens in care. Um, and so they help pack those. And I try to explain that, um, who they're serving and all of that. So um, I don't know. I think they still think I'm weird, but they're very <laughs> kind. I'm trying to think if they think anything like. I think my kids got me that T-shirt last year. Like a weird mom is a good mom. Maybe yeah, it was, yeah. It's, and it's not forever. But your kids are younger, so. Well, it's funny you talk about the shirt. I I really when she said weird, my daughter, she's eight. You're weird, and I was like, okay. And you know they're joking about it. Well then. Um, a couple of days, I wore a shirt that said, I'm not weird. I'm a limited edition. And it's something uh, I paint in. Like, I just paint in it, you know. And then Irwin, my husband, goes, Emma, look, your mom's wearing a shirt that says she's not weird. <laughs> she goes, the fact that she's wearing a shirt that says she's not weird makes her even weirder. <laughs> uh, oh, now that's a bright girl. There we go. Yeah. That's a that's a future little, mm-hmm, I was going to say but a little badass. But I do badass, hope, I yeah. do hope to... I just want them to be more aware of multiple things. People that that have maybe less than we have, whatever that may look like, I want them to be aware that they can make a difference, even where they're at with what they have. Yeah. You can make a difference, you know, um, just, you know, so. 
people often ask me about sending kids over to Cambodia, doing these group trips and that, and parents will say, well, what do you think is the right age? You know, should I wait till they're 10? Or my answer is right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, I, I've been, my kids were going to Cambodia from the time they were 18 months old and every five weeks. I think you can never have that conversation too soon with a young one to say, you know, not everyone has what we have and it isn't stuff. Yeah. It's different challenges. And mm-hmm. when we give back to those in need, it's really, as we've said, doing more for us. It's teaching us that we are not that important that we shouldn't give more than even what our hearts can give. You can max it all out. Mm-hmm. And there are times where you just think, and I know I have with CFC, it's just, God, it's just daunting. And <laughs> there's so much that goes wrong, but there's so much that goes right. Yeah. And I think uh, when you see a, a younger, so my daughter being so young, when I watch her light up by that she's having so much fun with whether she's with some of the kiddos with us or she's packing a stocking, or she's excited to give this stocking because she knows a couple people, or she's really excited to see a lot of them and play, whether we're doing things, activities. When you watch her light up, you see like the innocence of how it really affects us that are serving in a sense of it blesses us. Like They give us so much more um, it really just like circulates, you know, because she's too young to even understand right. that, yeah. any of it. Yeah. She doesn't really know the dynamic mm-hmm. of the background or anything. She just is like, oh, my God, it's Sandra. <laughs> I'm so happy to see you. Or later, you know, Mom, what are we packing this for? Is it for Sandra? Is she going to be there? Yes, Emma, you know. And oh. so to see that, that it's just so good to to plug them in a little bit, you know. Yeah. That's her job. Yeah. So tell us because you're. Pants, nah. we can't see you. Not everybody can see you, but so uh, Ash's pants are all full of paint, <laughs> and so you were coming from c- Nordstrom. From Nordstroms, and mm-hmm. can you tell me a little bit about? Tell us what you were doing. Because I'm so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I so I've been working as an artist for 17 years, and um, the more successful I became in my gallery partnerships and working with galleries. So I work, I think about. I'm up to about 12 or 13 different galleries throughout the U.S. now. So the more and more I started working with galleries, the more isolated I became because I have all this work that's due. Like today, I think we just sent 12, like 17 work, works of art to Miami by Crate. Oh, wow. And we have I have art that will go down to West Chelsea on Monday. But the more and more um, I did this, the more I needed to be alone in the studio to make paintings. And then my kiddos went off to school and I decided, like, this is so isolating. And I think um, after my father died, I realized that I can't be alone. Like, I really realized how much we need each other. Whether we like each other or not, <laughs> even at Thanksgiving, like, you need to be there. You need your family. You need that interaction. And so I really thought, like, what can I do? I've got to change this up. I've got to shake it up. And so I just thought, well, why not paint in public? Like, why not just go paint sometimes and, like, sit and interact with people? And so the manager at Nordstrom's amazing. I started doing it last year, and I'll just pop up a couple times, and I just take my easel and a painting, and I just sit and chat. And around the holidays, it's really fun because there's a lot of people. 
Um, and, and so I just will go and paint for a couple hours in, in wow. some different places. <laughs> I, like I want to try know? that. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. It's really interesting. You know what I love you, you said? You recognized that you were in a space where you could potentially help yourself to feel better, feeling isolated, and you got to shake it up. And yeah. sometimes we have to do that. And I think as humans, we get in that, just that pattern of doing the same thing and mm. doing things different is something sometimes scary, mm. right? But fear is nothing but, you know. Yeah. Well, you say it, it out there. being comfortable, being uncomfortable, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. It's definitely interesting. And, and it's, <laughs> it's fun, but it's good, you know. It's really good. Well, awesome. Yeah. I think, I think that we should do something and shake it up. What do you yeah. think? I don't know. We're getting in the same habit <laughs> yeah. of this podcast, Sandra. Could, could, you, no, could you pop up somewhere with your podcast? And, <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and maybe, we'll, maybe we'll sit and talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> Nordstrom. And be like, random hey, moms. Ash, what is this? Yeah. We could. We could. We, <laughs> you we never could definitely know. take it out there. That's right. Who are the guys that go do the funny stuff? I don't know. <laughs> All the kids know. Like, check YouTube. How many followers do you oh, have? Yeah. I think we have three. I don't know. I'm just doing this for fun. It works. No, we're growing. We're okay. Growing. Way yeah. to go. <laughs> you know, it's it really is all about just in, trying to inspire others and sharing what mm. we've learned and yeah. mm -hmm. hoping that if you make a difference in someone else's life somewhere, somehow, then job well done. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. the world is in a very ugly place right now. And I think it's super important for us to maybe reach a little further, look yeah. a little harder mm. to find some good. So what's a message that you would give to someone that's thinking about starting an organization? I get that question all the time. I just, it's, what would I get? Yeah. How do you feel about that? If someone to say, oh, I really want to start something on my own. I've been wanting to do this. It's, um, what would you say? And this is probably going to change through your NGO career. Nah. At different times. I know 20 years ago for me, I said something different than I would say today. So You know, pray for the right people. Hopefully so came about because it wasn't like I had this genius idea. All these people came together and um, we were just serving one cottage and it was our, our church group at Riverbend, our community group. And we took this like, I'm going to give an example, but I was doing art and as just a volunteer. And my husband as well. We didn't have kids back then. And then um, our church group started volunteering. And it was kind of this interesting scenario back then. Like we took this one cottage to go bowling um, and we're feeling all good. But whenever we returned, there's like four other cottages that didn't get to go bowling and they're <laughs> all outside. And we're like, oh, crap. Like they want, they're like, hey, why we want to go? And we're like, yeah. oh boy, like, okay. And then we just started learning about, um, Foster, none of us have a background in foster care or anything like that. And so we just started learning about the different facilities. And what we learned is that a lot of the kids go to all the different facilities. So we started learning a lot. But um, we had the desire in our heart to do more. And we had that conversation. And in that community group was a CPA and um, an executive assistant and an attorney and everybody mm -hmm. kind of came together and was like, you know, I don't know that I necessarily want to be on the board or I want to be a part of it, but I'll help get this thing started. And we literally hosted, it was $600 to become a 501c3. We had people in the church group that donated items for a garage sale. 
one woman hosted a good old-fashioned garage sale. We all came together, and, and the organization was built. And so I think that don't my, – my advice would to be be open and pray for the right people. It's going to be a community experience, and it's going to be beautiful. Like you don't have to have it all figured out and have all the resources. It's an opportunity to let people um, come together. And I, I, in the beginning, I really tried to do everything on my own. And I realized that I was missing out on so much by not depending on more people and allowing more people to kind of be a part of it. Oh, but it's so it's important. community. That's, yeah. And that's good advice. That's you know, really you have key, to ask yeah. for help. People yeah. should ask for help. Yeah. yeah surround yourself with good yeah. people. No, that's I was awesome. just talking to uh, my son about that the other day. Toxic people don't get to have a space in your life. Yeah. You choose, though. You have to choose. Yeah. Surround yourself with people that you love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's a question we can end on? Ash, uh, you've been awesome. Thank you for taking the time to come do this. I know. Oh, we yeah, love just you. an excuse to chat and share. <laughs> so when we oh. can do it with people that are really special, it makes it even better. So Definitely. I love this job. Well, thank yeah. y'all. Can I have a raise? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> follow okay. So what's a question we should end with? Mm. I don't know, Ash. What kind of question do you want to ask? Ooh. Mm. Uh, don't you love how we prepared <laughs> you for this? Okay. What? What is, well, you may have told me, told me this, but with, with the art of being comfortable being uncomfortable like what is what is your why like what made y'all want to do this like you know yeah you could be having mm-hmm. margaritas on a patio right now right, right. Well, right. <laughs> and it's too hot that's the uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, like why you know, are y'all passionate about this? I, th- like, I think what we really started to notice as parents and moms sticking together going through really tough times sandra and i d- went through divorce right around the same time um, other things were happening that were not comfortable. And you have to get mm-hmm. to a space where we wanted to teach our kids that, guess what? Life is not just, you know, daisies all the time. Mm, you have amen. to say, okay, something's not right. We're going to get through it. And we're just yeah. going to be comfortable mm-hmm. with feeling uncomfortable. Mm. And there was a lot of discussion with that between ourselves and then our kids. Like, you're going to have to, this doesn't feel good. There was a lot of rejection. There was a lot of very low confidence with what were they going to do in their life that senior year? Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah, I don't know a, what to do. It was such a stressful time, mm-hmm. you know, for the child or young adult and the parents, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're single or married or yeah. any situation. Yeah. That's why I can't even imagine these kids. But, you know, I always I'm always like, I want to do something. I want to do something. It's always been in my heart. And it's always been to work with a certain age group just because I feel like um, that are that youth, that time when you're young and you just like sometimes you feel like things are just impossible. And then Mm -hmm. you could just, you know, if somebody could just inspire you and it could be just a word, it could be anything just to spark right and I just kept kind of going over my head and then you know I was like I know Jamie had the same and Kathleen like we were all working like you said but we came together Mm. and I was like what if we do this Mm. what if you know what if we just put ourselves out there and start talking about stuff and whether you know we spark a parent or we start spark a kid then we could just get conversations going about things that are uncomfortable that people mm. don't want to talk about. And we can all grow together as a community, you know? So it's kind of like, we felt like it was like going to a coffee shop. Like 
to discussions we, we yeah. all had anyway yeah. with our experiences. And I mean, I always say I spent millions of dollars. Do I say millions? Yeah. I feel like it's <laughs> thousands, thousands, of, <laughs> thousands of dollars on therapy through the years. Oh, amen. So, <laughs> hey, we're sharing it. Yeah. Well, I love yeah. that. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Because I think in a in a time where we're in a social media realm where everything has to be perfect or mm-hmm. we can't present it or we can't invite you over, no. you know, I, I don't invite you over. My house is a mess or I don't have this or I'm not ready for that. In a time where I feel like um, perfectionism is kind of um, jeopardizing some beautiful connections or yes. moments. Thank y'all for just being so transparent with your mess and where you're at or oh, your pain, yeah. you know, we're but to be so transparent and say like, here we are and we're going to talk about it and we're going to share it and put it out there. Yeah. It allows other people to to be more human and, yeah. and connect, we you know, so. we, we hope as time goes yeah. on. And for your kids to know that pain is okay. Like, I know that I feel like at my age, I know pain can be very purposeful. But I think as a mom, it's hard for me to allow my kids to feel pain. There's always this thing of like, don't let them feel, you know? So that's really amazing. It's so important. Yeah, we want to save them, but we're not really doing (laughs) that much good. It's (laughs) awesome. Let them look back on that. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, awesome. I'm so glad we got to talk to you. Me this too. has been fun. Thank you. Wrap. So happy okay. Thanksgiving. We're going to show up at Nordstrom's. Yeah. Yes. I'll <laughs> let Watch you know out. when. I'll let you Check know. Check it out. Hopefully so. The amazing, amazing Ash Almonte. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks.